Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I'm so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact. They're inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Shama Hyder. Known as the Zen Master of Marketing by Entrepreneur Magazine and the Millennial Master of the Universe, I love that, by Fast Company, Shama Hyder is a visionary strategist for the digital age. She is the CEO of the award-winning Marketing Zen Group and best-selling author of The Zen of Social Media Marketing and also her new book, Momentum. And she's an acclaimed international keynote speaker who's been invited to share the stage with the world's top leaders, including President Obama and the Dalai Lama. Shama is a frequent contributor on Fox, Bloomberg, CNBC, MSNBC, and more. As a thought leader, she's been featured in many major publications, including the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Entrepreneur, Inc. Magazine, and Forbes. Shama has been recognized as a top 30 under 30 entrepreneur by both Inc. Magazine and Bloomberg Businessweek. She was recently named to the Forbes 30 under 30 list of movers and shakers for 2015. So welcome to the podcast, Shama. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me, Ursula. It's a pleasure. So I, uh, as I shared with you before we started, I uh, I loved your first book, and I've very much enjoyed reading the second. I think it, it does an amazing job of helping to put into perspective how much marketing has shifted and changed, and uh, it really helps get a handle on the complexity of, of what we need to do now to market our businesses. What is it that drew you to have the business that you have right now? <laughs> That's a great question. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed the book. You know, it's funny. I think I've said this before. I feel like I was an accidental entrepreneur in some ways, as so many of us, I think, end up sort of finding our, our passions and only in retrospect realizing that all these things that you really cared about and were, were good at have come together in a very... Um, alchemy way, right? So, <laughs> right. As is a nod to the the name of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think when I started the company, it really was from a place of following my passion and meeting market demand. Because when I started the company, there really weren't, I mean, social media, for example, wasn't a thing. I mean, it wasn't a field. It wasn't an industry. There were no jobs <laughs> in it. Right. And so it really what came about from a place of, well, I feel like this is going to be powerful. And, you know, we'll see where this takes me. Well, and you've, uh, things have certainly changed since that point. Social media is definitely a thing. And it's something that all entrepreneurs need to do, uh, to some degree, at least, in order to market their businesses. Um, what is it that you think that your company, among the others that have grown up around this whole uh, digital marketing 
world. What is it that makes your company unique or special in that industry? Yeah, you know, I think it's it's interesting because, well, a couple of things. I'll say one, that we really got our roots in the early days of social media. And a lot of agencies, I think, in our space started traditional and then decided, oh, digital is hot, so let's pivot. Right. <laughs> but I think with us, there really was never, you know, traditional to begin with. It was always digital. That's always been the lens. And so, yeah, of course, over time, we've evolved. We've gone from being a social media marketing firm which is what our roots were based in, to really being so much broader to what we are today. And, you know, like we joke that we're sort of like the modern day kingmakers (laughs) in that we, you know, our works evolved so much. I mean, we do our best work now with companies that are successful, a lot of fast growth companies or middle market companies, but, you know, they want to be household names. They want to be industry thought leaders, um, they want the media to come to them. They want to really sort of be the go-to in their industry. So I think that's you know changed for us over the years as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's a really powerful phrase, modern-day kingmakers. So how do you how do you define that in in your business? The beyond the inter, I mean, the industry thought leaders is one aspect of it. Yeah, I would say that's really the key aspect, right? Because if we take clients with potential and we look for clients that have already been successful right they're already doing well but they just they need it amplified and that's what we do best we really amplify good companies into sort of being the pinnacle of of their industry of being you know household names or really dominating i mean that's what you know all our clients sort of have that in common where they're good at what they do they're successful and they just they really want to get known more they want you know and so we look at how can they dominate search, how can they take over, you know, have a very strong social presence. And all these components come to play, you know, even with content, how will, you know, curation work for them? How do we position them in the marketplace as a true leader? In your book, you, you coin this phrase digital, D-I-G-I-C-A-L, which you explain as a, an integration between digital and physical marketing. Can you talk a little bit about that? I haven't heard anybody speak about it in those terms before. Sure. You know, what's actually really funny is Digical is not coined by me, but Mm. Bain Consulting actually coined it, but they've just done a terrible job of marketing (laughs) the term. And so, you know, I I can't take full credit for creating it. Um, Although I've, I've heard it used other places too. And really it's this idea that the digital and physical merge, right? So as consumers, as individuals, The way we get information, I think businesses still separate like this is digital, this is physical. But the way we as consumers interact with our world, we don't necessarily think about that, right? So (laughs) in terms of we want a seamless experience. So when I go to the store and I like something, I want to be able to order it later online. If I buy something online, I'd like to be able to go into the store and try it on. So there's just this sort of trajectory, if you will, or all these things connected versus with, you know, we're, with kind of keeping them siloed. Hmm. And, and you mentioned that, you know, you deal with companies that are already successful and that you amplify what they do. Is is this something, the approach that you describe in your book is, in it, it has five components, right? There's agility, customer focus, integration, content curation, and cross-pollination. 
Um, is that an approach that you think would also work for a small business that maybe doesn't have the larger size marketing budget that these successful companies have? Absolutely, Ursula. And, you know, it's funny because I think with smaller companies, there's even more low-hanging fruit sometimes, you know? And so, like, when I talk about analytics, um, agility to analytics, people are like, oh, you mean big data? And I, I don't. I, I mean, like, basic data. So I'll give you a great example, mm -hmm. right? Um, think about a small business. Almost every small business has Google Analytics or has the ability to have that installed. It's free. It's really easy. It's fast. And that immediately gives you so much information and data and like two points that you can look at right away. One, for example, being, you know, your bounce rate. If your bounce rate is high, let's say 60, 70 percent, that means the majority of people coming to your site are either not qualified traffic because they're leaving right away or your website's not converting like it should. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge, right? That's a huge thing on both those fronts. Um, so that I mean, that being said, the other aspect of it is, of course, you know, one other quick metric you can look at is how much traffic you get from mobile devices. If 50% of your traffic comes from mobile devices, but your site's not optimized for mobile, then you're losing half your potential customers. Mm -hmm. So it's things like that that to me are just sort of no brainer, you know, no brainers and applicable across the board, no matter what your business. Right. Yeah, and those are two great principles. I mean, absolutely, you want your web website to hold people's attention and uh, so that they'll have a look around and see what you have to offer. And the whole mobile realm is, uh, I, I mean, there's so much traffic on that. Facebook, I think something like 80, over 80% 80 of, uh, of uh, visits to Facebook is through a mobile device now. So, um, yeah, it's pretty pretty extraordinary. Yeah, it's amazing how yeah how much the world's changed in the last few years alone. Mm -hmm. Is in, in this uh, conversation that I've been having with people around impact, it's really around making a positive contribution or making a difference in the world. Is is that something that's important to you in your business? Is that an aspect that's important, or or do you look at your business in another way? Um, you know, I, I try to look at the business in a comprehensive way. And for me, the most important thing is how do we stay relevant? That's always the question of the hour, is how do we continuously stay relevant for our audience? And that means constantly reinventing yourself. Well, kind of ties in with your uh, the theme in the book, which is really about constantly seeing if you're um, able to connect with your audience in the way you would like. And, and so that that quick pivoting is a really important aspect. It, it really is. And you're just being able to, again, constantly evolve, you know, um, and sort of find, find that next way you can add value. Because so many people ask me, like, where do you see the company in five years? Or where do you think the world is going? And so, you know, like, I, I don't know what services will offer or how that, the how. I do know the what is going to be relevant and how do we consistently stay relevant in a marketplace. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, it always intrigues me, that whole question. There's very old school belief about you have to have a business plan or you have to have a marketing plan. And I have, I do believe that's true, but it's more in the planning process. You have to be willing to give up whatever it is you have planned in favor of what's working and and what isn't. And, and Isn't that true it. of life too? Or yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Very good point. Yeah. Well, um, how did how did this evolve in terms of how your companies developed 
over time is is this view that you have towards relevance is is that something that you look at as a, as a CEO uh, or is it is it a team effort of this looking at this constantly evolving picture I think it's a little bit of both right I think as a CEO and leader my job is to provide that strategic vision and that broader direction so I think that responsibility falls squarely on my shoulders. The team, I think, is, is it's a much more tactical responsibility, right, of like mm-hmm. this is the vision, this is where the industry is headed. How do we then work with our clients in whatever area it may be, whether it's design or development or search or social, and make sure that we are aligned with what's useful for our clients. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at bringing team members on board, what what do you look for in terms of, I mean, obviously, the, the technical skills and the knowledge that you need? Are there other things that you look at? And because you built over time, you built you, you have 30 team members now, I think. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. We, it's funny. We're, we've grown so much. Yeah. You know, a couple of things that are really important to me, a positive attitude. That's absolutely huge. Um, I just it's the attitude makes such a difference. Um, I think it's really, I mean, I've had people come in who didn't have the skill set, right, but have had amazing attitudes, especially like right out of college when we hire entry-level folks for certain positions. Mm -hmm. And just a lot of that passion and so things that I look for positivity, I look for passion, I look for, um, you know, I, I look for willingness to learn like it's really important that they be immersed in the field. I can't like it doesn't matter at what level they are if they're not reading business and marketing books on the weekend. If they're not, you know, saying, "Hey, we should check this out." If they're not constantly learning, that's a red flag even. It's not even a plus. It's like in our field it's absolutely vital. Mm. Yeah, it's true. I'm I'm constantly struck by how much time I spend on just staying uh, up to date with everything that's unfolding and and uh you really have to be constantly learning in order to be able to do that. You really do. And in our field, I think you know the joke is what changed while we were sleeping and it comes from a real <laughs> place because all you know is something changed while you were sleeping. You just aren't sure what it is at the moment. Right. Exactly. Is one of the things I've been asking people that I've talked with on this podcast is how your business is connected with your values and what you feel personally is important to you. Because I, I believe that our behavior is affected by our values, whether or not we're conscious about them or not. So being conscious about them is a, a great foundation for then thinking about, well, what kind of impact do I want to have with this business? So how is your business a reflection of, of you and your values? That's such a good question. And that's something that I, I find myself asking more every day. And I think when I started, the company was different, right? And now I think as we get a little more settled, these sorts of questions enter my mind more often. You know, for me, I think the way you do the little things is how you do everything, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? Like the yeah. microcosm is really the, the macro way you approach life. So for me, it's in my everyday interactions, how do I interact with my employees? You know, how do I treat our clients? When we have the chance, do we take the high road? So it's it really is a do I do I show up in the company and in a way as a leader that I feel proud 
of personally, right, in terms of that's in line with my value system. Um, and, and, you know, I always joke that with Marketing Zen, we have great karma because we've always been, we've always done things the right way. We've never, you know, um, taken on a client that we didn't feel we could really help. We've, we've always, you know, pointed out certain things, even if it may be to the detriment of quote-unquote us. And, and even with our people, we have such honest, upright, hardworking individuals. I feel like the company itself is really a reflection of, of those positive values. Um, and then for me personally, I really just love the idea of supporting people's livelihoods and empowering them to do what they do best. So even with our companies, you know, when I say we take successful companies and we make them into industry thought leaders, that's a big thing because you're talking about a company that might be fast growing and we help them grow for maybe, you know, they might have 100, 200 employees when they're working with us. And in the span of two years, you know, they've grown to a thousand employees. So <laughs> it's amazing to know that in some way that the things that you're doing are helping propel that and then supporting all those people's livelihoods. And, and that to me is powerful. It absolutely is. We spend so much time in our work and for it to be fulfilling and satisfying and empowering on an individual basis is as important as empowering organizations. So that's a, it's a great way of looking at that. Is there, uh, is that part of what you look at or that you convey or talk with your clients about in your marketing or your prospects? Is that part of the message there or is that something that just operates in the background? Um, you know, I think it shows up in everything that we do. So I don't think it's something we hammer people over the head with. I don't think it's part of like our, you know, our brand messaging uh, in a literal sense. But I think it's there and it's a little more subtle, perhaps, <laughs> in, in how we do things. Mm -hmm. uh, but it definitely shows up. And we have clients who, you know, who thank us for our candidness or who appreciate our transparency or are sometimes surprised by, <laughs> by you know, just the, our, our philosophy. And I think we show it in more than and tell it in that way. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think what you do has an enormous impact. And part of that is that the, one of the things I work with my clients on is their marketing. And it's, it can be such a struggle for people to, they may be doing great work, they may be amazing at what they do, but if they're not able to get the word out that the of the value of what they do, then it's very difficult for them to be successful. So your you, the the service you provide, the the work that you do with people and companies is so vital. Um, is is that what you feel is one of the important ways that you impact your clients, or do you see it in other ways? Yeah, I think that's definitely the extension, you know. I mean, I think with, with our clients, they have such a strong sense of who they are and the impact they're making to the world. Oftentimes, they're disrupting an industry. They're, I mean, in so many or in ways, they match our own ethic, right, in terms of being able to make a difference in the industry. Like, we have clients who come to us and always makes me laugh, and they'll say, you know, we've been around for anywhere. I mean, we have clients who have been around from 30 years to like 120 years. Wow. <laughs> and they'll come to us and they'll say, boy, you know, you guys have been around 
for seven, eight years and you have a bigger, you know, digital footprint than we do. Like you really created a space for yourself in the industry and that's what we want. Mm -hmm. So we think that clients are attracted to that (laughs) and to be able to say, wow, we, you know, we want, we want to be known as the thought leaders or as the industry leaders in our field, but they share that same ethos. They share that sense of supporting their people and, and having respect because like, for example, this is again that philosophy in action. We pay our vendors the day we get the invoice, right? So that's not true for most companies. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but that's it's a small thing that one we can totally do. Most companies can totally do, but choose not to for you know for um, whatever reasons or they've got their systems. But it's been a great way for us to cultivate great relationships. I mean, we have people who love you know, referring business towards our vendors who like love working with us because they're like, man, these guys, like the moment you invoice them, it gets paid. Mm-hmm. And it's such a simple thing to do. It really is like, that's such a simple, you know, um, mechanically or logistically, it's not hard at all. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, but just a lot of companies don't follow that. But because of following that, we feel like we, you know, we have these great relationships there as well. Well, and it's a fantastic way of conveying the message that what they contribute is valued. Absolutely. And that's the thing, too. When we work with our clients, our best relationships are where they see us as partners or they'll say, hey, we're thinking about this. Like, can we bring you in on this to get your thoughts? And to us, that's the highest compliment because they're not seeing us then as vendors, right? Mm -hmm. They're seeing us as partners in their success. Um, And we feel that way. We want to be, you know, we want to be the drivers. It's it's a win-win from from every aspect. Um, So having a seat at that table is is powerful and it's it's the ultimate sign of trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel that the the way you're choosing to do business and for example the way you're dealing with vendors and is that influencing your industry? Do you see yourself having an impact there? Yeah, you know, I think with our industry it's been fun, it's been funny and and really just kind of really heartening because you know I started the company when I was 23. I entered the industry when I was 23. So that's that's very young. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, not a lot of life or work experience, really, to be honest, right? Um, but I think in, in a way, we were able to carve out our own niche in the industry to have our own place in it and to be respected by colleagues who are, you know, 20, 30 years my senior when I entered and just have their support, too. And so I think over time, we've been able to build a name and a reputation for ourselves that that precedes us. And I think that's been that's been really great to see how much the community locally and globally has been supportive of the things that we've been trying to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. I, that must be very gratifying for you to feel accepted in that company and to to feel that you're you're a big part of it. Yeah, you know, it's funny when I speak to young people like high school, college, you know, all these, it's whenever I keynote and I always tell them, you know, the best thing about being, I think, younger is that you can get adopted. People are rooting for your success, yeah. you know, it's, the, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, and especially I think, you know, um, people love rooting for younger, you know, like in the community at large. And I feel that was a big part of it. Like, I had people who, I guess, quote unquote, would be considered competitors who were welcoming and sharing. And I like to pass that on to others, too. And so I think that was just such a great entry into the field. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and you being willing to mentor people now in turn is a great way to pass that along. And it speaks very well of you and your uh, generous spirit in, in being able being able and willing to share that. So that's great. Thank you. So in the larger world, what, what kind of effect do you think that this way that marketing is evolving? I mean, I know you're a thought leader in this area. And so I'm, I'm just curious about how you see the, the evolution of marketing, even since you began as how do you think this is influencing the larger world? And I'm just kind of putting this out there as a, uh, maybe just something to consider in the moment. But uh, do you have any thoughts on, on that? Yeah, I, I'd say, you know, I think in terms of the broader world, it's amazing to see just the implications of social media and technology at large, right? And one of the things that I always talk about is this idea that we are, you know, we are not limited to these platforms. People always think about, especially when they think of social media, they think Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn or YouTube. But I, I'm just the broader shift that's occurred societally is this idea that, you know, people are the media. How do you leverage that? That's, that's a game changer. Yeah. And, and all these opportunities for connection, I think are so powerful because we're not limited to, we're not limited to platforms or not limited to geographic location. We're really, it's, it's really a wide open opportunity for us to do business and connect with each other on every level. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing how much the world, you know, like the the world is flat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in the course of of doing everything that you do, I know you have a busy schedule. You're giving keynotes. You're running this uh, amazing growing company. There's aspects that I think are important for entrepreneurs to think about as you're growing your business and and doing all these different things. And that aspect is so much related to the energy that you have available to you and, and the self-care that you do in order to maintain that level of energy. Is that something that you you think about consciously? And, and do you do specific things that help you keep up your energy level, stay healthy, be able to respond when you want to and, and take advantage of these opportunities when they come up? Uh <laughs> I think I'm fueled a lot by by my passion, you know, which um, which again, you know, you find that energy within you. It's funny, like I, I always think of my mom when when I think of this sort of question because, like for example, she might be lounging around the house all day, or she might be at work morning to night. She's exhausted, and it doesn't matter because the moment she feels like her kids are coming home, she has this like jolt of energy you know <laughs> to like cook for us and clean like all this stuff and I'm like where did this energy come from right. and so I, I think we are propelled by the things that we care about and for me it's it's always about sort of being engaged in something I'm passionate about whether that's a new client strategy we're working on or something internally and and, and that drives me in terms of care I, yeah I think I'm, I'm pretty good at, at the work hard play hard mentality which you know, I think is also part of the millennial ethos, if you will. Mm -hmm. So for me, work and life are very intertwined. Uh, you know, people are like, how many hours do you work? And I'm like, okay, well, 24-7, but how many hours do I also enjoy and love? 24-7. I right. mean, I don't, <laughs> right. you know, I, I, I dream about work, but it's not like, it's not a nightmare. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I really do love 
what we get to do. And, and I think about, you know, an idea may pop out in terms of like, oh, I want to write that piece for my next Forbes column or that would be so good for that client. You know, I wonder I should talk to them about it. So I think it's about being engaged, but it's also about knowing when to take take a time out. So, um, you know, I've, I've been, um, I am a foodie and a spa connoisseur and I, <laughs> as a true Taurus, I love the good life. Right, right. <laughs> So I really do. I believe in working hard and I believe in really taking the time to um, to recharge and enjoy as well. And I'm very lucky. I'm surrounded by amazing people, a family that is just truly devoted and cares about me and checks in with me because they know that like Shama's at Count Conquering the World. So you know, <laughs> they're just so supportive. And um, I, you know, it's, I've got a great set of of friends. They've got a great set of just my team at Marketing Zen. So I'm really, really blessed to have a lovely group. And of course, I'd be be amiss not to mention um, the little guys. I have two dogs and (laughs) they are the joy of my life, Snoopy and Teddy. And, (laughs) um, you know, they're little rascals, but there's, there's nothing better than coming back from a long day or, or coming out from out of town after, you know, a workshop or whatever it may be and just seeing their faces and, and being able to just, you know, have some fun with them. Yeah, that's great. I, I love dogs too. So I know how rejuvenating that can be. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Well, are there, could you share an example of um, an obstacle or a barrier or a problem in, in uh, developing your business and, and having the impact that you want to have. I, I know we all come across that, and I, I think it's always uh, ins- inspiring for people to hear that, yes, everyone deals with this, and how did you deal with it? How were you able to move through that? Um, you mean like setbacks sort of on a, yeah. on a daily basis? Or? Yeah, sure, or, or a larger issue, it's up to you. Yeah, you know, I think for me at least, I think everyone's a little bit different. It's learning lessons every day. And what I mean by that is I'm the type of person that wants to swing the bat a hundred times and fine, if I miss, you know, 50 shots, well, maybe I have a chance of the 50 others. So it's kind of like this learn through making little bets or little mistakes. So for me, it's always that way. And I think the <laughs> I think the challenge is to realize that there'll always be something else that I want to do or accomplish, right? Right. Um, and and realizing that that's you have to take you have to enjoy the process because the only thing I can tell you about when you get there is that there will have moved. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, to want is such a human thing. And so I think it's just keeping that in check and really enjoying the process of, of building something, mm-hmm. especially building something greater than yourself. And that doesn't mean that, you know, I don't question my decisions or I do, but I just keep that in mind that it is part of that learning process. And, you know, if if I already had all the answers, well, that would be boring. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a great way of looking at it, that there's always something to be learned, even in little mistakes on a day-to-day basis. You can make adjustments and, and move forward and enjoy that process. Yeah, and I'd rather do it that way. than. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. 
Well, are there insights or advice that you'd share with another business owner who's asking themselves, how can I build my successful company? How can I positively influence my team members, my clients, and the larger world? How can I have impact? Yeah, I think it starts by thinking about these questions, for starters. <laughs> right. Um, you have to think about these questions. And, you know, as I've, as I've learned, you also have to be able to step back and find the resources to help you achieve these goals. Um, and, I mean, it really does take a village. So I think going at anything alone is just less productive and will take longer than finding the right people to help you. Um, and I've always been a believer in that. And I think the best leaders know their strengths and they know their weaknesses and they're willing to surround themselves with people who are, um, you know, who, who are complementary in those areas. So I'd say those things. And then also always about consistently evolving, realizing it's a process and, and enjoying that process because I don't think any entrepreneur, any entrepreneur will tell you that they're just thrilled with where they are. There's always <laughs> an and and a but. I mean, right. there there really just is and that's okay. That's human. That's, you know, by nature, I think entrepreneurs want to fix and do and move. So I think it's about appreciating how far you've come and and being able to think ahead, which I know is, is easier said than done. I really do. I mean, I certainly have my days where I'm like, remind me again, why? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, those those moments pass like all moments do. Well, and, and as entrepreneurs, we're great seers of possibility. So there's always something that's down the road that we can be looking towards. So, yeah, that's great. Well, uh, thank you, Shama, for sharing your insights and your perspectives. I, uh, it's clear how passionate you are about what you do. And uh, I really enjoyed hearing, too, about the inner workings of your business and that you're, you're really valuing empowerment and integrity and then supporting people in their livelihood. And the way that you're choosing to deal with your vendors is a really um, important aspect of your business as you're supporting these clients that you that they that want to become industry thought leaders. It's a it's really been really great to hear uh, some aspects of what you do in your business every day. So thank you for joining me here on this podcast. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This is a great conversation. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it too. And if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? or a website or email? Yeah, absolutely. We have two sites. Uh, the company site is marketingzen.com. And uh, then my personal site is Shama Hyder, S-H-A-M-A, Hyder, H-Y-D-E-R.com. Great. Well, thanks, Shama. I so appreciate your uh, being a guest today. And uh, thank you again. Uh, I really value what you do in the world. So thank you for that. Thank you, Ursula. I really appreciate the, the forum that you provided for us to share. My pleasure. So join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. And until next time, to keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.